Welcome. Welcome to our shout here in the Villa Amio. All this beautiful nature surrounding, the birds chirping and singing, all the beauty of life here. What a great opportunity for us doing the shout here for you. So, Jeff's getting ready to bring in Adamas. And so with that, it's a great time to take those deep and conscious breaths. You know, it's that there's just such a craziness going on. Now's a great time to take the good deep breath. To breathe in the I am here. I am present. Take the good deep breath. Feeling and allowing. Take the good deep breath and trust you. Breathe deeply as we invite Adamus in here for us, for each of us. He's there with every breath. Simply breathe it in and feel it. Take that good deep breath and the music's going to play. And I invite you to feel it, sense it, breathe it, breathe it. I am that I am, Adamus of Sovereign Domain. Oh, welcome, dear Shambra. Welcome to this special edition of Passion 2020. I'm taking a moment here to breathe in all of you. <laughs> I, I hear that uh, there's this thing called social distancing. Now, I, I like to generally start the shouts by taking a great big hug of all Chambra, but uh, I understand that hugs aren't so appropriate right now. So let's just breathe together and be together while maintaining our sovereignty. Today is a, is a special edition of the Shoud. Uh, there's certainly no uh, regular live audience for me to um, harass and provoke like I normally do. Uh, Adamus, why did all those winds start up just as you started up? Uh, because uh, I've been known to be a, a lot of hot air, a lot of big <laughs> wind. So today is a special edition, and uh, I've asked Calder and Linda to put together some questions, questions that I felt into from all Chambra. And I have to say, before we go any further, never did I actually imagine being here working with Chambra, uh, being channeled by Caldra, where I would be sitting at a bar <laughs> and wearing a, a very uh, casual clothing, I must say, um, in this tropical environment. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a little bit different for me also. <laughs> I ask as we go through the questions today, that you feel into the many other levels of what's happening in our discussion. Right now, more than anything, is a time to remember. Remember that you've been rehearsing for this for a long, long time. None of this is really new. Maybe the way all this came about, all the changes on the planet, maybe that you or even we didn't know about to begin with. But what's really happening, a huge change on the planet like uh, has never been seen before. All the changes in the other realms with the closing of the Order of the Ark, with the angelic families disbanding, 
with Gaia leaving, with Earth going quiet for a while. These things you did know. You knew something was going to happen. You didn't know what would precipitate it, how it would actually come to be, but you knew it was going to happen. And you knew it was going to happen at this time of the machines, the time that we're in right now, the time I've talked about quite a bit during our Pronos sessions. And you knew it was going to happen all at the time of your coming to realization. You knew all of these things would converge together. And again, none of it's really new other than maybe the way it came about. But that kind of doesn't really matter. You've rehearsed it for lifetimes. You've rehearsed it's like kind of like rehearsing your own uh, communion in a way, but this is the communion with yourself. So none of this is really a surprise. None of it is a surprise at all. And I want to go further to say that this right now is such the ideal time to allow your realization. You have time by yourself without nearly as much interference from other people or from the world around you. It's time to allow your realization, and, and that's all you have to do is allow. That's it. You take a deep breath and you allow. Then you go about whatever you were doing. You continue on with your life, just allowing. I was at the Ascended Masters Club recently, as, as I am quite often, and there was a lot of interest with all the Ascended Masters about what's happening on Earth. Uh, they're all observing. It's like they're, they're watching in to see what's happening with humanity. They asked me, so Adamus, what is it that you, that you really see happening right now? What's the, the big thing on Earth? And I said to them, dear Ascended Masters, it's not so much about this coronavirus, and it's not even so much about the economy, but it's about a group of Chambra and others, but my concern is with Chambra. It's about a group of Chambra remembering it's the time of the fruit of the rose right now. It's the time to remember the way to realization. That's it. It's something you plan for. It's something you've rehearsed. It's something that comes now. And I said to my dear fellow Ascended Masters that I see by the end of your summertime that there could easily be a thousand realized humans, a thousand realized Chambra. And all they need to do right now, and not to work at it, not to stress about it, but simply to take a deep breath and become it. You've spent lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes working on it, whether it was through spiritual studies, whether it was just your own path that you chose. You've been spent lifetimes waiting for the right time, and now it's here. Now it's here. So I'm going to be, you could say, um, reminding you, encouraging you in these next few shouts to stop and just allow, allow your realization. So I've asked 
Dear Linda, to put together uh, with Caldera, to put together some questions uh, because I know there's so much on your mind. So this is a little bit different. I won't be going out into the audience uh, because there is none. And we'll get straight to the point with the questions that Linda is going to uh, read. With that, uh, let's begin, dear Linda. Okay. And and may I still call you Linda of Isa, even though all the angelic families are disbanded. As long as it's appropriate, certainly. It is. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think you mean it nice. Indeed. Thank you. Okay. It seems that nobody saw the COVID-19 pandemic coming, including psychics and channeled entities. Can you comment on that, please? Uh, indeed. When, uh, when a psychic uh, or, or a f uh, prophet looks into the future, they're really looking into potentials. And they're generally attracted by the potentials that are closest to them, that they have the most energetic connection with. Nobody really even knew what was going to cause this, but many were aware that something was going to happen on Earth. Something had to change. And it had to change because, first of all, there was too much consciousness coming to the planet. Something had to change. Uh, all of the other stuck energy, something was going to come to shake things up. There were many who predicted an economic collapse on the planet, uh, but they didn't really understand why it was coming about. That's why so many simply didn't see this thing called the virus. Uh, not to pat myself on the back, but uh, I'm known to do that occasionally. Um, or if you would like to pat me, dear Linda, on the back. Sure. Uh, I did indeed say back in Pronost uh, 2014, that there would come a virus to the planet. And this virus would be uh, devastating in many ways. That this virus would, the cure for it would be unknown. And the virus itself would be rather insidious. Uh, the fact that just when they thought they knew how to contain it, that it would mutate, it would change, and it would continue on for a while. But I didn't know exactly when. I didn't know it would be this exact thing called uh, the coronavirus uh, 19, uh, because uh, as many of you know, there are many viruses on this planet as there are stars in the heavens. I mean, there's a lot of viruses. So nobody knew exactly how it would come about, but many were aware that there would be changes uh, that would come about the planet, and some actually predicted uh, great economic changes. So. It's not to say that the psychics or the fortune tellers or the prophets were wrong. It's simply that they might have not seen the whole picture. And very, very few actually uh, knew that it would come about as a result of a simple, tiny little virus, a tiny little virus, just a speck, just a grain of sand on a huge beach that would start all of this and lead to where we are right now. So that's one thing to understand that nobody can really see the exact future because the future even is subject to change. It's subject to the potentials at hand and what potentials humans pick. So with that, uh, good question to begin with. Uh, second part to it. Yes. Well, also, a few Shambhrav asked why you didn't tell us about this beforehand. <laughs> 
why, why I didn't tell you about it beforehand. Well, I, I will beg to differ with you a little bit. First of all, if you remember a number of years ago, I did say there would come a virus to the planet. I didn't give an exact date or time because we simply don't realize that yet until it, um, it actually occurs. Uh, the other thing I do remember suggesting to all Chambra that you stock up, have a, have a one, two month supply of food and water and necessities uh, and, and uh, toilet paper, of course, uh, something uh, that Linda has mentioned a number of times. So I, I certainly indeed did mention all of that. And when you look back on it, I did talk about the order of the arc closing. I talked about ungrouping. I talked about uh, many of these things actually before they occur. But um, it's not often that Chambra always listens until, well, it's imminent like it is now. So uh, thank you for that question. Okay. And not to pat myself on the back again, but uh, a little bit. Thank you. So Adonis, while we're talking about seeing into the future, are there any other crisis or huge shifts you'd like to tell us about now before it happens? Uh, good question. Uh, just one in particular. Uh, the, you know, Earth is going to have its ups and downs, but uh, just one in particular. And I've mentioned it before that in the coming years, in this time of machines that you live in right now with all the technology, uh, there will come a point where there is a, uh, a rampant uh, computer or technology virus uh, that's going to shut things down. Uh, many computers will um, have issues and, and what you call the virus or the bug. Uh, you see it from time to time now on a very small scale, but there'll come a time in the future approximately, I'm going to project that in about seven years, where there will be a virus that uh, takes out a lot of computers and a lot of data uh, and a lot of um, stored files. So uh, I would suggest to Chambra and really to anybody is make sure you always have a backup uh, I believe you call it uh, a copy that stays offline, that's not uh, connected in any way, to, in any way, to the internet, because the the bug will run through the internet. And even if you think it's um, uh, what you call offline storage, if there's any even indirect connection to the internet, it will potentially wipe it out. So, backup <sighs> offline. Wow! Wow! It almost has to be because uh, it's uh, anytime there's a virus, whether it's biological or consciousness, it's meant to rebalance things. And in about seven years, there'll be a need to do a lot of rebalancing of technology. And uh, like the lessons that you're learning now, in a way, it's like you're going through the rehearsal or the preparation for this computer virus crisis that's occurring uh, to make sure to have everything backed up and to have your backup, your personal backup of food and water and uh, other necessities in your life. So you're kind of going through a, a rehearsal and like what you're learning now in this particular uh, pandemic, uh, a lot of changes occur, a lot of things happen and ultimately a lot of good can come from it. So thank you. Thomas, when you start talking about huge libraries of material, information, even stuff like Crimson Circle, yes. how do you ever find a physical way to storage that, you know, to store that offline? Well, you'd have to ask your uh, technology experts. I'm certainly not an expert in that field. Uh, wow. But uh, there are ways. Indeed, okay. there are ways to back up. Okay, okay. 
But the important thing is that to make sure it's offline, because uh, even when it's something is backed up and it's online, it still could potentially be affected by this. And, and I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen, but I see that as uh, a very big potential occurring. Unfortunately, that's imaginable. Yeah. So thank you for that, I guess. Okay. Yes, next question. Number three. You recently said after the angelic families disbanded on April 4th, 2020, mm. many of the angelic beings went to the new earth. Mm. What's happening with that? Mm. That's very interesting, and it's a study in itself. What's happening with members of your angelic families who have gone to the many new earths? Now, there's a little over 200 new earths at this point, and I don't give an exact number because there's actually more being uh, designed and created. The members, of the, most of the members of the angelic families went there. Not all, because there are some who are just choosing to wander around creation right now. Some lost and aimless, others simply not ready to commit to a new earth. These new earths are each different in its own way, but there are some things that are common with them. First of all, uh, you don't have to be birthed into a physical body. So if you wonder how that happens, imagine kind of like um, like a compression chamber, but it's really not mechanical, at least in human terms, but it's the energetic compression chamber that one goes through to go to a new earth. And they go in one side is the what you call a light being or an angelic being, and they come out the other side of this compression chamber as a quasi-human being. Uh, they, they have all the attributes of biology without having to be born. Now, they also have the capability to go into just their pure free energy body without the human biology whenever they want. But most of them right now are experiencing what it's like to be in human biology. So the next question that you might ask is, well, how old are they? If they're not born, they're not infants, how old are they? Well, they're any age they choose to be. That's the beauty, that there doesn't have to be aging on these new Earths, but one can choose to experience what it's like to age. And then there's really no death, as you know, here on Earth the physical earth, there's no lingering illness that brings one to death. It's simply a matter of walking out. If all this sounds pretty good, it's because you helped to create and design it. You, you took the very best of uh, human living, such as nature. Nature is prolific uh, on the new earth. It's everywhere. You're, you're always in nature when you're on the new earths. Gesundheit. You're always in nature, and even affected by the pollen in nature when you're on the new Earths. Uh, you've taken the best uh, of what was on Earth, uh, meals, but not having to eat for energy or for nutrition, but simply to be able to enjoy meals. Uh, there is no jobs on the new Earth, and, and I hear a loud applause on that one. No jobs on new Earth, and, and no money. There's no need for it. New Earths are a way to experience oneself in the most intimate and sensual nature. On the New Earths, there are no groups, there are no families, there are no clubs, there are no organizations. 
But yet the beings on New Earth have a lot of friends. In other words, they don't find or they don't want that uh, tight bonding that's occurred. And again, if all this sounds wonderful, it's because you helped to create it. On the New Earth, one becomes very intimate with themselves, and that's what the real experience is about. There's nature and there are other beings, but these are like wallpaper or backdrops. These are the decorations for one's new reality on the new earth to really come to themselves, to come into their own energy and to be in the midst of the experience of their own sovereignty. Now, somebody just asked about sex. Well, what about sex? Well, on the new earth, sex is a very important uh, attribute because it is here on this planet earth. But You'll find people engaging in the act of making love to themselves and learning about that thoroughly before they ever make love to another being. Uh, It's not a law. It's not a rule. It's just the way of being on the new earth. To love yourself physically, uh, as Tobias talked about uh, so often in the sexual energy school with Aaliyah, to love yourself emotionally without guilt or shame, to love yourself for just your beingness, for, for, your, uh, for your awareness, to deeply fall in love with yourself. And it doesn't have to be just physical, but it can be. Once somebody comes to that point and comes to a point of loving themselves, then they can share that with another being without marriage. Oh, there's right now, and I, there's no marriage on the new earths, and I highly doubt if there ever will be. And yes, you're right, there are no lawyers on <laughs> new earth. There's no need for these things. And you've carefully worked with others to design the new earth with the very, very best attributes, which are simply physical sensuality, a sensuality that goes very deep into the being that allows the being then to connect with their own energy. So you could say the templates for the new earth are about sensuality that puts one into a deep feeling, not mental, but feeling connection with their own energy. Uh, the the new earth's now, uh, you know, of, not been populated with large numbers for a long time. Uh, it's been very, very recent. So there's still a lot of learning. There's still a lot of experiencing. And this will continue. But what I haven't seen, and I don't think we'll see on the new earth, uh, things like sorrow and things like hatred and things like feeling you have to take something from somebody else. You're not bound by families, nor jobs, nor government, nor religion. So there is a tremendous amount of freedom. And I know some of you are um, almost um, licking your chops to to get there. Uh, But we've got some things to do here on Earth. And in a way, you you are there. You have been there. You helped to create these places. So good question. Thank you. Okay. So who is coming to classic Earth? Our planet now. Hmm. Are the first-timers still coming to Earth? <laughs> there was a large influx of new ones coming to this planet uh, for the last 
oh, three decades in particular, uh, four decades, a lot of new ones coming in that had never been to Earth before. Many of them went through kind of a, kind of a training or a, like a preschool before they came here to learn about the ways of the humans. And a lot of those have now gone. A lot of them uh, left prior to this whole pandemic, and a lot of them left at the time of the pandemic. They came here to, to be in, uh, you could say, ground zero of humanity, and then to take that experience with them to go to the new earths, then to help teach others and to help share with them what the classic or old earth uh, was like. Right now, there are, and for the, for the short future, there will be no new ones coming to the planet. So all those who are reincarnating will be the ones who have been here before that are continuing in the sequence of their lifetimes on this planet. So basically, to answer your question, none of the new ones are, are coming in right now. This may open up later on, but it's the time for the ones who were in the cycles of incarnations to come back in and to complete their incarnations on the planet. What that also ultimately means is uh, a reduction in the population. Uh, it'll go up a little bit more before it starts declining. Uh, and you'll find uh, even some of those who have been on the incarnational cycle on the old, this planet Earth, will now be going to the new Earths because, in a way, it's a lot easier there. I mean, the, the experience isn't as intense in some ways as it is here, but uh, in a way, it's a, it's a lot easier experience. So, uh, right now, just you can assume that anyone being born into this uh, classic Earth is. Uh, has been here before. Thank you. So, what's happening in the New Earth realms? And the Near Earth realms. The Near Earth realms. What's happening in the Near Earth realms? Well, now, in Dreamwalker Death, which we're going to be updating soon, uh, in Dreamwalker Death, there's what I call the Near Earth realms. The Near Earth realms are non-physical. But imagine it's kind of like a like a cloud around uh, the planet Earth. I mean, it's it's not on the Earth, but it's very similar to it. This is where most people now go in between lifetimes. In the past, uh, particularly um, up to centuries ago, uh, oftentimes one would leave the physical life on this planet and go back. Uh, to what we call the Bridge of Flowers and back to their angelic families. But uh, now, nearly all beings are going to the Near-Earth realms. The Near-Earth realms are very, very similar to this Earth. Everybody has the, m most everybody has the appearance of a physical body. And uh, Near-Earth is kind of, um, is a place where they go before they come back for another incarnation. And generally, they go to uh, the place in the near Earth that is most closely, that most closely resonates with the issues they had in this lifetime. So what that means, if you were an alcoholic in this lifetime, you died an alcoholic, you would probably go to a bar in the near Earth realms. Uh, seriously, uh, because this is where you have an energetic connection, an energetic resonance. 
if you were a very devout uh, Jew in this lifetime, you'll probably go to uh, a, a Jewish place in the near earth realms. Uh, if you were very, very deeply connected with your family, your biological family in this lifetime, you'll probably meet up with them again in the near earth realms. So most are going to the near earth realms now, but there are you could say new corridors, new places within the, the near earth realms right now that are for kind of a fast paced um, uh, reincarnation cycle uh, to come to realization. Uh, it's for the more conscious beings uh, that they'll go there to really, they want to learn about their incarnations, their past, and they want to learn about now. Uh, how to bring that to closure. So there's a lot more resources right now, you could say, in the near-Earth realms. The near-Earth realms um, used to be very clear and open. It's kind of like a place for rest and relaxation before you came back for another lifetime. But uh, particularly in the last um, century uh, and last three or four decades, they got very kind of condensed and I'll use the word polluted. Uh, they got uh, a lot of murky energies because the ones who had died would go there <clears throat> and not really make an attempt to uh, rejuvenate before another lifetime. Then they would find themselves sucked back uh, to another incarnation. I mean, even without really a conscious choice. They were just drawn like a like a magnetic attraction back in for another lifetime. So there's never really that time for just some calm and reflection and to really assess one's own journey. Um, but now that's beginning to change again with all the other things that have happened all across the cosmos. Even that is beginning to change again. Uh, but uh, basically, the near Earth realms have been pretty congested for for a while, and, and not a place I'd necessarily want to go to in between lifetimes. Not to hang out in most of these places. Okay. Thank you. You also said that the alien interferers would no longer be able to interfere with our planet and humanity. Where did the aliens go? Hmm. Yes, and when I when I say aliens, I, I do want to um, be a little bit more specific. Uh, I guess we're all aliens. Uh, we all come from other places, but I'm talking about the beings who uh, never chose to take on a physical incarnation to really get into the planet uh, to uh, do what you're doing as humans. Uh, they were uh, oftentimes from other realms, physical and non-physical, but mostly non-physical. And they kind of hung around the peripheral of, of Earth. You know, they didn't come down here and take on the body and go through incarnations. They just kind of hung around. So you'd ask, well, why did they hang around? What was the purpose? Well, it certainly wasn't to save humanity. The reason they were hanging around was, first of all, it's a way to derive energy. They, they got energy by the human drama, human wars. Uh, and yes, you can you can kind of have the feeling you're getting energy from that, particularly if you're helping to start these things or or precipitate them, keep them going. So the aliens would hang around, and they found many humans very vulnerable. 
uh, and believe that the aliens were here to save the planet. Well, if that was so, uh, first of all, the planet would have been saved a long time ago. And secondly, there's nothing to save the planet from. Um, there's simply nothing. Humans are going through their experiences. So with all the shifts going on, shortly after the Order of the Ark announced that it was closing, the aliens were banned from being here anymore. They were allowed before because it was simply part of the, the whole experience. It was part of um, allowing all energies. But now humans are taking more and more responsibility for the planet, especially with Gaia leaving and especially with what you're going through now. The aliens, the interferers, I will call them, uh, are basically banned from being here. And there's some ways that it's done energetically uh, so that they simply can no longer interfere with the ways of the planet. Some of them are trying to stick around but finding it nearly impossible. Others are going wandering off into the other realms trying to find another place to uh, go cause uh, certain levels of chaos. and. A few of them actually now realizing their angelic families have disbanded, they're going to some of the new Earths. But these were the ones who were, were looking to feed off of humanity by creating drama. Also, instead of coming here to the planet to discover, let's say, love for themselves, they were just trying to find love through other humans. They, they thought perhaps even love was something that uh, was um, part of the physical body. They, they, were, they were really trying to find answers in rather, a rather insidious way using humans. And in doing so, over the ages, they caused a lot of conflicts, a lot of battles. Uh, I've talked about some of these in the Angels and Aliens session that we did in Poland. They enjoyed causing problems uh, wherever they could, and they generally preyed on humans who were vulnerable or power-hungry. I've never been a fan of these interferers, that I'll call them. Uh, sometimes I refer to them as just the aliens, but they're the interferers, because they have brought little, if any, good to the planet. I, I consider them cowards because they won't come down here like you have done and take on a physical body and forget who you are and where you come from. They're sitting at the sidelines. They're, they're, they're interfering and, and they're taking on, they're taking energy uh, that they really actually don't have any right to. So, so they're really the, the cowards of the universe. I am greatly disappointed in so many ways that humans uh, have chosen to listen to them, and other humans have actually chosen to channel them. And I know my position is a bit um, strong, but I do feel very, very strongly about it. It takes tremendous courage for any soul being to come here and to go through incarnations. It takes tremendous courage to go into the very depths of oneself to discover their sovereignty, their energy, and their consciousness. The ones who are just screaming and yelling from the sidelines, who are interfering with the humans who are really trying to come to their own beingness, uh, I consider absolute cowards. 
and this will all come out in due time. Right now, I'm not the most popular uh, being in, in many circles around the planet, and even some not on the planet, but this will all come out at some point. Thank you. And Caldera can feel his own chest uh, and heart expanding, a little bit of uh, anxiety, uh, me saying these words. But um, you, many of you, Shambra, already realize this, and others will come to realize what's been happening with all the interferers, all the games they've been playing, and the true cowards that they are. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. Thank you. A lot of humans have died as a result of COVID. Are you sure you're done? Yes, yes. Go ahead, please. Okay. <clears throat> a lot of humans have died as a result of COVID-19. Were the deaths arbitrary, or was there some sort of common reason for them leaving? As we sit here today for this May show, there are uh, some three million uh, cases of this virus on the planet, and. Uh, a little over 200,000 humans have passed because of this. It's not arbitrary. It's not just uh, somebody accidentally got it when they shouldn't have. There was a large number of people who were ready to leave the planet. There were some who you could say were just kind of temporary visitors here uh, who really weren't going to stay through all the incarnational cycles anyway. There were some who uh, simply uh, were ready to leave, wanted to leave, and just needed a way out. So uh, there's nothing really arbitrary about it at all. And each and every one of them who has gotten this and, and uh, passed away because of it should be honored, uh, and not in sorrow, because that sorrow, it, it crosses through. When they go to the other side, if they're feeling sorrow, it kind of holds them back. They should be honored for uh, taking this on, and some of them did it uh, for their own personal reasons, but also at the same time for somewhat heroic reasons, because what's going to be learned with this intense effort in technology and medicine to understand this virus, what's going to be learned about the human biology is going to be uh, truly amazing. Uh, the discoveries that come uh, about, not just in the next six months or year, but for years to come about what is really happening with the biology and what is talking to uh, all the elements of the biology, every cell, every chromosome, every organ. Uh, essentially, it's the aniatron that we've talked about in our discussions. But to come to understand the communication network in the body, and this is going to greatly accelerate the cure for cancer. Wow. as a result of the research done into coronavirus. Wow. Mm. Oh. Wow. Okay. Recently, oil prices hit mm. an all-time low. Is this related to everything else going on right now? The important thing is to remember everything is always related. There, there is no arbitrary uh, things anywhere, even though sometimes it's hard to connect the dots. but. Look what's happening. Uh, as Linda asked in the question, uh, oil prices uh, down to a historic low. Uh, I've actually heard through uh, Calder and some others that they're actually paying people to take the oil. Now, th this won't last forever, of course, but it's very symbolic of what's happening on the planet. 
Look at it energetically. What is oil? Well, it's energy. It's fuel. It's the way your modern world has run now for, uh, for nearly a century. It's power. It's also very old and very crude. They call it crude oil for a reason. It's time on this planet for new energy. And ha I, one of my, my greatest joys was seeing the price of oil uh, go to zero or below because it said that humans are actually really ready to make that change. Getting away from old energy, getting away from it, basically oil is uh, not just dead dinosaurs, it's your dead relatives that you're putting in your gas tank and using to uh, fuel your modern life. So it's time to get away from all of that. To me, it was one of the greatest uh, indicators that humanity is ready for new energy. And I'm not talking about solar or wind. Those are temporary bandages uh, in this. But I'm talking about ready to realize what energy is. When, when old energy has value of zero, then humanity is ready to begin understanding what we've been talking about for years now what energy really is and the fact that energy is openly and freely available. As a result of all this, watch for some of the discoveries that are made now related to what energy really is and watch for a huge movement away from uh, the petroleum-based energy that the world uses. And you'd think that because uh, the price is so low now, everybody can afford to use it, but it's going to be the opposite. It's a shift has taken place in, in these past few months on the planet the, that has to do with uh, energy itself. And, and I can say, and I say all the time at the Ascended Masters Club, look what this group of Chambre did. They, along with some others, but my group helped to bring a new understanding of energy to a planet to the point that it brought oil prices down to zero. Indeed, they'll go back up for a little while, but humanity will eventually get away from, from oil, which is good because the oil supply was beginning to run very, very low. Uh, they're finding other ways to, to do it through shale and through some other things, but the general supply of oil could not sustain the growth rate on the planet and the consumption rate on the planet uh, at the rate it had been going. So wonderful things are happening right now in your lifetime, in your time of realization. Thank you. Thank you. So what will happen with the world economy? Will it recover anytime soon? The world economy, uh, which really the coronavirus, the, the energetic design behind it, uh, the energetic purpose, uh, was a rebalancing of the economy. Uh, it, there are many, many layers and levels, other things that are going to happen along the way, uh, such as uh, medical breakthroughs and technology breakthroughs and uh, other things. But in terms of right now, the the implications on the economy are going to last for decades. It's a time of rethinking. Now here you have uh, uh, now suddenly a, a dramatic increase in unemployment, uh, literally overnight. And they've got to consider now how do we prevent this in the future? They've got to 
reconsider jobs and how how money exchange and now I'm not promoting uh, or taking any political sides in things like healthcare but healthcare has to be reconsidered uh, along with all this the taxing systems and the distribution systems have to be considered at the core of this is needs to come the understanding and I believe it will come that there is no limitation to abundance. There's, it's not like abundance is only that big, but the demand for it is that big. Abundance is that big. Well, I'm sorry. No <laughs> no, abundance no, 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 is no that big. There is plenty of abundance for everyone, and that's the rethinking that needs to take place, not the limited thinking that says there's only so much gold in Fort Knox there's only so much uh, food in the fields. There's only so much oil in the tanks. A whole new understanding of abundance. And that is why I've been adamant with Chambra, insistent, obnoxious, and everything else with Chambra. If you're not in abundance, you're not ready for realization because you're still living in limitation, self-imposed limitation. And I've been insistent on it because there is an abundance of energy and it's all yours. Humanity is going to be reconsidering in many different levels this whole issue of abundance. And it's not just about how to redistribute a small amount to the many people because that is, that is not abundant thinking. Abundant thinking is realizing there are there's more food grown on the planet to to feed uh, two or three times the level of people or there could be the agricultural system is um very efficient but could become much more efficient there's an abundance of food there's an abundance of everything if humans allow it if they choose it now they might say well but the field is only this big well that's limited thinking they might say there's only this much money in the banking system. That's limited thinking. It's going to take big thinkers at this point, out-of-the-box thinkers, to realize there is an abundance everywhere. And everyone is entitled to it if they choose it, if they allow it into their lives. And some may not. Some may not want to, just like some Chambra still insist on lack rather than abundance. They they think there's something wrong with having a nice car and a nice house. That is very old, limited thinking. As we talked about in our previous question with the oil, I said that there are going to be discoveries related to energy as a result of all this intensive research and development work that's taking place right now. Discoveries of, uh, in energy that will make oil look very, very, very old indeed. But along with that discovery of energy will become the realization in these discoveries that there will be a number of them over a period of time that there is an abundance of energy and it will cause a redefinition of energy and a redefinition of abundance. There's a lot there. Imagine it's almost this simple just to be able to pull energy out of your thin air, just to have all the energy you need. Why would anyone suffer? Why would anybody go without if humanity begins to realize the core physics of energy? 
It'll take them a while to realize what you know, what we've been talking about for the last few years. But once it's realized that energy is everywhere and it can be extracted, it can be uh, brought in and applied to life, and there's plenty of it for everyone, why should there be this economic imbalance on the planet? So you could say a big part of this whole coronavirus thing that's going on is really related to it's related to the economy. That's the biggest thing that, that will happen as a result, but it's related to energy. The systems will be reworked for it'll take years and years. So it's not going to happen overnight. And there's going to be a lot of politicians, may they be struck by lightning, who are going to argue for the old ways and 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 holding back and and not understanding that it's time for abundant thinking on this planet. So thank you. I, I love these questions. Okay. Um, now, Adama, you should give me a soapbox instead of a I bar. I know. I can see that. Um, Adamus, now take a good deep breath. Okay. And a drink. Okay. A good deep breath and a drink. Okay. Ready? Okay. Adamus. There are a lot of conspiracy theories mm. going about the virus. Does the coronavirus have anything to do with the new 5G mobile frequencies and technology? Was the virus intentionally released from a laboratory in Wuhan to disrupt, we disrupt Western civilization? Are the chemtrails from airplanes spreading the virus? Yes, <laughs> if you want to believe that. If you want to believe it, and, and I, I guess it's fun believing it, uh, looking up at these uh, jet uh, contrails and thinking it's now uh, instead of spraying uh, um, poison, they're, they're spraying coronavirus. Uh, and I guess there's some who want to believe that it was a deliberate act uh, to uh, to ruin Western civilization or. Uh, what was the other one on your list? Oh, the uh, 5G, I guess that's your mobile technology, your new frequency technology. Uh, yes, if you want to believe it, then it's real and then it will affect you. But in reality, no, it's not. Uh, people love conspiracies. Uh, it, it, and you know, the aliens, the interferers, were really good at planting conspiracy theories because it distracts people. It gets them looking over there when they should be looking in here. So conspiracies are, are a great distraction away from the truth. Uh, as what I can see energetically, there's no correlation whatsoever between your 5G technology and coronavirus or anything else. Uh, there's no correlation between, uh, there's no uh, truth in this intentionally being released or anything else. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, actually, e even if it was intentionally released. Uh, it's the fact that it was time for it. Something had to happen, and it happened to be a tiny little virus, tiny little virus, that has caused the greatest change on the planet that I've ever seen. A tiny, tiny little virus, and in a short period of time, you know, when Atlantis fell, it, f it was over a long period of time, thousands of years. Look what's happened now in a period of, what, 60 days on your planet. So it actually doesn't matter how it got there. It doesn't matter if it was sprayed by airplanes or brought in by alien spacecraft. It's the fact that it is causing changes on the planet. And yes, there are a large number of deaths associated with it. 
But the changes that come from this in terms of energy, economy, sovereignty, awareness, and, and many other things uh, are remarkable at this time. Uh, look at the implications just uh, coming to an understanding of your environment. How, how could this have ever been done? The studies that are going to take place by a simple reduction of uh, uh, traffic by even 20 percent, uh, airliners by 80, 90 percent, the effect that it has on the planet. Uh, and it, it is going to put an end to this whole debate about is climate change real or not real. They're going to come to realize now with precise facts the implications of old energy polluting this planet. Thank you. Hmm. Okay, so and if you have any other favorite conspiracy theories, do send them in. Maybe maybe we should start conspiracy theories. It's interesting that you refer to oil as old energy, and literally, it's old energy. Indeed, no coincidence. Yeah, yipes. Okay, so Adamus, New York in particular, and the United States more generally, have been hit hardest by the virus. Is there a reason for this? Uh, you could say on a surface level it's because uh, in New York people live so closely together, but they do in other places of the world. No, the real reason is, again, this is a, uh, a virus of economy and, and energy, but primarily what the world is going to see now is the economy. New York is the uh, perhaps the center for the world's economy, and the United States is perhaps the biggest um, economic power in the world right now. So yes, absolutely. The, the fact that the virus hit New York so hard and it is hitting the United States hard is in direct relationship to the fact that this is an economic virus. But it has a lot of arms and legs or tentacles that, that go out. It's not just about the economy. It's going to be about energy. It's going to be about medicine, eventually about artificial intelligence. It's going to be about sharing and caring, uh, and many, many other things uh, that uh, many books will be written about. Good. Thank you. Okay. Adamus, how have Chambra around the world been doing during these trying times? Hmm. I've, I've had more talks with Chambra in the last uh, five to six weeks than I think in all the time we've ever been together, uh, where you've called me in, where we've talked late at night. And some of you have been had anxiety and worry. Some of you just found that uh, with not a lot else to do, you could call in me to, to chat. And some of you know that right now is such an uh, important time for you in coming to your realization. Uh, one of the biggest questions I'm asked when I come to visit with you is, uh, Adamus, what should I be doing right now? What should I be doing right now? And my answer to all of you is the same. Nothing. No. Right now, it's just allowing your realization. Schumber has done particularly well because you've had a lot of training. You, you I, I think, created social distancing <laughs> a long time ago, uh, and you've distanced yourself from your families. You've spent a lot of time alone. Uh, for most of you, you've been part of groups and organizations for many, many lifetimes. But the lifetime right before this, most of you were very alone. Most of you left all that behind. You realized the churches weren't going to provide the answers. You realized that uh, spiritual groups 
uh, or other things just weren't going to provide the answers for you. So you left those things. And in this past, the most recent lifetime before this, you were kind of a loner. Well, very much a loner. In this lifetime, you tried to fit in once again, and it just didn't work. So you simply allowed yourself to be by yourself. So many of you uh, are are not having partners. Uh, and even if you do, you maintain a clear definition of your own space. So many Chambra don't have children because you realize that that could be a distraction in this lifetime to your own realization. Many of you are good with talking to other people, but your preference is really to be by yourself. You, you need that time by yourself. Years ago, when we first talked about benching, just go sit on a park bench by yourself. Uh, that was so well received because you were already doing it. You were already in your own space. You already learned how to take care of yourself. You already learned that you didn't need the everyday human drama that comes from, um, well, comes from humans. You had already kind of sequestered yourself. You'd become very independent. So, Chamber around the world has done remarkably well during this time. You've been preparing for it. Remember when we started our session today? I said, "It's just a time of remembering what you already know." Many of you actually took heed when I said a number of years ago, have a stock of uh, food and water, uh, toilet paper, and essentials on hand, just in case there are disruptions in the system, and there certainly have been. Good. Thank you. Okay. How has the Crimson Circle organization been performing during this crisis? Hmm. Uh, The Crimson Circle, uh, quite well indeed, but uh, I was very clear with them a few years ago. As a matter of fact, uh, it was about two years ago uh, last month, uh, talking to Caldera one night, uh, right here in Kona. And I said to him at that point, uh, get ready. Get ready. Something big's going to happen in about two years. Uh, it's going to be uh, life-altering, planet-changing. Get ready, because in three to five years, you're going to have new waves of people coming to Crimson Circle. And uh, he took me to heart. He shared most of that with, uh, with you, dear Linda, and with the Crimson Circle staff, and they took it to heart. They started working on their internal systems, getting everything running more efficiently, uh, clearing out the old, uh, doing things like, uh, I believe, uh, cataloging and mm. uh, organizing, indexing, mm-hmm. getting everything ready. But to make sure all the internal systems with your technology, your your internet and everything else was ready. And fortunately, they, you've taken it to heart uh, as an organization, and you put your focus on the ones who are here for their realization in this lifetime. You've ignored a lot of the other noise that's out there from the ones who are just really more hobbyists, and you've allowed your focus to be very clear with the ones who are coming to realization. Uh, the, the entire Crimson Circle staff, the full-time and uh, the, the part-time staff, has done an incredible amount of hard work getting everything ready. And now most of it is. You have a little ways to go, but most of it is. You've endured 
this financially. You've had through uh, some difficult challenges in the last couple months uh, with all this. Thank you in a large part to the support of Chambre around the world. So when you had to cancel things uh, and, and refund, which I was delighted that you did that, give back uh, what, what had been taken in for the cancel workshops, uh, you were ready for this uh, to go forward. You've just seen the very, very beginning of the new ones coming in, the very beginning of it. It's going to come in in waves in the future, and uh, you'll start seeing much more of it in about a year. The reason why is simple. In this uh, in this whole pandemic time, the I'm going to call it the time of the virus, <laughs> kind of like my the time of machines book that has to be written. You'd think somebody'd use this quiet time <coughs> to write the book. In this whole time of the virus. There's tremendous deep changes taking place. And these aren't things that you hear about in the news necessarily. Deep changes where people have time now to reflect, to go inside and to say, what do I really want out of life? They can't go out. They can't distract. They can't go to their jobs. So they're at home and they're saying, what do I really want out of life? That will start a searching process for them. And again, very timely that we just came out with Master's Life 12, Pathways to Realization, because as they search, it won't necessarily be a spiritual path. It could be one of the many other ways we talked about. They're going to start searching, and that search will eventually lead them, some of them, to Crimson Circle, where they realize it's not a spiritual organization. It's not. Uh, just an esoteric organization it is a group of masters, many who came to realization in 2020. It is a group of real embodied masters on the planet who aren't spewing out a lot of macchio, who aren't involved in conspiracy theories, who are real, honest to goodness, embodied masters. So when they get here, they'll realize it's not just uh, taking a lot of classes and reading a lot of books and attending a lot of meetings and uh, coming to some new belief system. It'll be the thousands of real embodied masters who are just there in their presence. That's what's going to do it for the new ones, and that will bring more and more and more to come. So yes, indeed, uh, I, I do applaud Chambra and the Crimson Circle for preparing for all this, for getting ready for all this. And for most of you, it's actually relatively smooth, relatively easy. And for a lot of you, you're really enjoying the quiet time on the planet. Thank you. Thank you. And the Crimson Circle really has been an incredible organization, would you not say? Oh, indeed. Absolutely. I wouldn't have it any other way. Truly inspiring consciousness. <laughs> Okay, number uh, and, and I do. Uh, I, anybody coming into the Crimson Circle, working uh, mm -hmm. for the for or with the Crimson Circle, uh, I have extremely high expectations uh, of their energetic balance and their commitment to serving Chambra. Mm -hmm. uh, I expect them to be masters because it's only a master who can be in service. Hmm. Thank you. So. When will the COVID-19 crisis come to an end and things come back to normal? 
uh, things will never go back to normal. Yeah, no. uh, and they just won't. Mm. There's a process that uh, people go through in, in a situation like this. Uh, it, it's kind of like the uh, uh, kind of like the steps of accepting uh, when one's going to die, but this is one of accepting great changes. First, uh, and what happened to so many was uh, they heard about this uh, coronavirus, but they thought that's over somewhere else in the world. It's not going to affect me. They kind of ignored it. Then as it spread, they were in denial. Well, it's just a flu and it's not that big of a deal. And in a week we'll be through all this. There's just a lot of drama uh, associated with this right now. Well, then reality starts setting in as the next stage and they start to realize it is here mm. and I might be vulnerable uh, for whatever reason. Uh, I might come in contact with somebody else. I need to start taking it more seriously. Uh, and then comes the fear stage, going into fear and anxiety. What if I got it? What if I died? What if uh, what if I wasn't really here for embodied realization uh, because I'm going to meet my death first before that ever happens? And then there's finally the uh, the reality. It's there. The coronavirus is here. It's changing the world. Uh, then there's that next stage of saying, now here we are. I'm stuck at home. What am I going to do? What do I want to do with my life? And, and this is not just Shambra, but many, many people, not, not all humans, but a, enough are saying, I don't want to go back to that job. I was afraid at first because I'm not getting a paycheck or uh, it's, uh, I'm stuck at home, but I realize now I don't ever want to go back there. I don't want to go back to that old energy way of living. I don't want to play the games that I had to play before. I don't want to have to go to meetings or parties or do things that I really actually didn't like doing. So many people are coming to a whole different realization. They're going to throw out a lot of stuff that was in their lives. And then they're going to be kind of lost for a little bit. And if you go back, you can remember that you went through similar things under different situations, but saying, I got to let all this old stuff go. I, I'm, but I'm, I'm feeling lost. I don't know what comes next, but I cannot go back to that old way. And that's when their seeking begins. They're searching. That for many of them will actually lead them to the Crimson Circle. So I hope I answered your question. Yes, sir. Okay, final question? Yeah. Okay. What changes will there be in society as a result of the COVID-19 crisis? The changes in society, things that we already talked about for the most part. A large number of people on the planet saying simply no more. I'm not going back to that. A uh, large number of people have been trapped at home with their families that are already planning their exit strategy once this is all over, how to get away from families or partners or whatever that just is intolerable. A whole change in careers, jobs, having to go to an office, having to do menial tasks, putting up with lack of abundance. Uh, these are huge changes that are going to take place in society as well as leaps quantum leaps in advances in medicine and technology and energy. The aftershocks of all of this are going to go on for 
uh, decades, literally decades, after uh, all this comes to an end. You asked in the last question, how long is is the coronavirus going to last? Well, decades from the after effects, the immediate effects of the uh, the the proliferation of the virus. Most of that will be done by the end of summer, by the end of August. And that's why I said a number of months ago, mm. don't make any big plans or decisions for six months. Mm. By the end of uh, the Northern Hemisphere summer, the most of the uh, virus is going to um, be gone. There'll be still pockets of it, and there'll be a, a reemergence of it uh, at some point. It could be in the fall, it could be next winter. And then suddenly, it'll just go away. Suddenly, and not through vaccinations, not through testing, or not through isolation. It'll just be gone from the planet. And why is that? Because consciousness will have moved it out. Consciousness will be coming back into a balance. Economics will come back into a balance. And suddenly, it, just as quickly as it came to the planet, it will go. Mm. But the after effects, the changes on the planet, uh, will go on for decades. Now, let's bring this full circle back to you. It's no accident that you're here right now at this time of the virus at this time of the machines. It's no accident that you've been preparing for lifetimes, that you've been rehearsing this. Not, not the details, but the big picture. It's no accident at all. It's no accident that I've been talking so clearly for the past few years about realization. Uh, and then more recently, what it's going to be like to stay here on the planet as a realized master. None of this is coincidence. It's all happening right now. It's why you're here. And the beauty is there's nothing to worry about. And I know the human mind wants to worry about uh, your job or paying the bills or coming into contact with somebody that has the virus. There's nothing to worry about as long as you allow. Nothing to worry about because you planned for this. You knew it was coming. And you knew now. You are being called upon, uh, first by yourself, second by me, and third by all that is. You are being called upon to allow your realization now. Now. No more, no more looking at it as it's in the future somewhere. It's now. You are literally being called upon to allow your realization. <clears throat> Let's take a deep breath with that. And all that's transpiring on the planet, none of it's a mistake. None of it's bad. And we, now we can't even blame it on the alien interferes. This is all in perfect order because, well, as you know, all is well in all of creation. With that, I am Adamus of St. Germain. Thank you. And so it is. Please be with the good deep breath, breathing in all these energies, feeling the incredible message here for us. So much 
within this message is from Adamus. Take that good deep breath. Be with the energies. Breathe the I am here. Breathe in honor of yourself. Take the good deep breath and breathe as the master in the human. Let the energies flow. Be with that good deep breath. Really letting those energies flow with you. Thank you for being here with us for this shout. You're truly appreciated. Truly allow as Adamus invites us. Thank you. And we'll be back in June for the next shout. Thank you so much. A huge thanks to Adamus, Jeffrey Channing Adamus, with so much insight, so much expansion. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>